0: Hello everybody and welcome. This is Samantha with Random Acts of Self, a podcast about self-care, wellness, happiness, stress management, feeling better about our lives. So, today I want to talk to you about guilt-free self-care. And I wanted to do this early in the podcast because it's a problem that a lot of people have. You know you're stressed out. You know you need a break or a vacation or just a few minutes to yourself, but you don't do it. Why? For a lot of people, it's guilt, right? So there's two reasons that I come across most often that the guilt is such a factor in taking care of oneself. The first one is that society teaches us that get it done. If you got work to do and you're not doing it, you're lazy, you're a bad, horrible, lazy person. You probably go to Walmart in your pajama pants. So there's this kind of undercurrent there that we should be doing something productive at all times. But here's the thing, self-care is being productive. And I'll tell you why in a minute. One of the other reasons that a lot of people don't engage in self-care when they need to is because they are busy. They got too much stuff to do. This is especially true if you work and take care of a family. There's a lot of single parents out there. If you go to school and work a job, if you work multiple jobs or some combination of these, how am I supposed to find time to do some self care, Samantha? Please tell me that. Well, you know what? That's an excellent question. And I'm glad I pretended to be you asking me that so I could talk about the next part, which is why. You don't need to feel guilty about taking time for self-care so first of all it's important enough that people in certain healthcare fields especially mental health are told that we have to make sure that we're in top health to help our clients it is so important for psychologists and counselors in fact that it is written into our code of ethics so that's how important it is we recognize That we need this. And remember from the last podcast stress, and we're all going to experience it at some time stress causes problems like mental health problems, like depression and anxiety, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, weird pain in the body, and then it can lead to tumors. Tumors can lead to cancer. So, like I mentioned last time, this is some pretty serious stuff. So, if stress is so dangerous and it's so harmful, that it's important to mitigate that stress then why doesn't our culture see it as an important part of how we live our lives no 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 instead we're we're told work 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 no downtime for you if you're taking downtime you should feel guilty oh you have a family so you don't get any time for yourself these things these are all simply not true some of the best employees and the best parents, the best co workers, the best students are people that have a balance between work, life, and self. And just because you're a mommy or daddy does not mean that for the next 36 years, because let's face it, they're staying home longer now, you don't get a break. <laughs> That's simply not true. And the more that you give out to others, I'm talking to you, caregivers either by profession or maybe you're taking care of older parents, you're taking care of kids, you're helping out a sibling, or you have a special needs family member, you especially need it because taking care of other people drains your battery so quick. Speaking of batteries, that's the example I'm going to use for you as to why self-care is not only important, but why it's okay for you to do it. And this is the excuse you can use for anybody. Let's think of rechargeable batteries. So the battery's full, you put it in something, your remote control, a toy, whatever, and it it makes it work. It gives out all this power and that's great because it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's allowing whatever it's powering to do what it's supposed to do so it allows that radio to play the music it allows that toy to work in such a way that a child can enjoy it but what happens when that rechargeable battery goes dead is it any good not in that toy not in that radio it's not so what do you do you want it to work again what do you do you recharge it and then when it's all juiced up again it's at full capacity, it can now perform its duty once again. So you as a person, you're that rechargeable battery. You have all this energy to give out, all this love, attention, skill. You know, some people work with their bodies, roofing and construction. You're, you're giving a part of yourself. And every time you go to work, you give a part of yourself away to that job. Hopefully what you're getting in return, a.k.a. a paycheck, is worth what you put out. And if it is, then you probably are pretty cool with your job, but if not, you have some job stress, you gotta recharge yourself some other way. The same goes for caregiving. you have kids, you're putting yourself out there. you're helping a friend, you're putting yourself out there. you're giving pieces of yourself away all day to people and situations, and then at the end of the day, that battery's low. You gotta recharge it. You gotta put yourself in the recharger. you're the battery. And the recharger is self-care. So that's why it's okay to do. A lot of people want you to feel selfish if you take time for yourself. Because guess what? That usually means that you're not putting time into helping them and giving them what they want and making their life easier. They're taking advantage. Don't listen to people like that. Look at the motivation behind the person. Are they telling you that you're being selfish or making you feel selfish because you should be doing something for them? Well, no, then that's them being selfish. Don't listen to selfish people. They're awful. You see what I mean? So, all you have to do is say, "Look, my battery's low. If you want me to help you, you want me to listen to, you know, the same problem you've been telling me about for the last 8 years." Do you know those people? I know a few. They leave me drained. You, you, do you know people like that? They leave you drained. You've got to recharge yourself. You, do you have a job that leaves you drained? You've got to recharge yourself. Your battery is low on juice, baby. Plug yourself in. That's what self-care is. So it takes a little practice to change the message in your mind. Oh, well, you know, I want to just chill out and watch some Netflix. But, you know, I could be washing the floor. No, the floor is gonna be there tomorrow, honey, but your health might not be. Which is more important, your health or the floor? Your health or taking out the trash? Your health or listening to that person's problems for the 97th time this month? You have to prioritize and you have to prioritize yourself because without you and yourself and your mental and physical well-being, you're no good to anybody else. So if you're one of those people That you have so much that you have to give or feel like you have to give to other people. You also have to recharge your batteries. And so you can call it that. Say, oh, sorry, I can't do that today. I'm recharging my batteries. And if you say it confidently enough, most people aren't going to get on you about it. Oh, well, what do you mean? What do you mean you're doing nothing? People just learned. When I say I'm doing nothing, that's what would happen. Someone would call me and go, what are you doing? Say, I'm doing nothing oh, well, in that case, you can help me, uh, 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 let me interrupt that. No, 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 no. The plan is to do nothing. The plan isn't to feel, fill my nothing time with something time. No, no, no. The plan is to do nothing. And that was weird for people at first because my friends were like, who just does nothing? Well, the person that doesn't feel that they have to be productive 100% of the time because doing nothing is still doing something. A lot of people don't think that, but it is. When you're doing nothing to recharge your batteries and making yourself feel better and to rest, you're doing something. You're engaging in health care that's just as good as going and exercising or eating right. Nobody's going to complain about that, are they? So if people give you shit about it, ignore them. you got to recharge that battery. Mental health people We really know the value of this. Can you imagine coming to me? i become a psychologist in a few more years. Can you imagine coming to me and I'm burnt out? I'm so burnt out. I can't even really focus on you or your problems or helping you or solutions because I'm just so blah. Do you want to deal with somebody like that? Do you want to call customer service and the person's so blah they just really can't bring themselves to do more than the bare minimum this is why self-care is so important did you know that leisure tourism that's traveling for fun is a 4.7 billion dollar industry globally each year 4.7 billion. That's just traveling for fun. That's not even the stuff people do at home, like watching Netflix and, you know, taking a walk or spending time with friends. That's a lot of money. It's important. Leisure is very, very important. And remember, we don't want you dying. So you might be saying, well, Sam, you know, this is all really great, but I'm busy. I got a lot of stuff to do. I don't have time to just sit for an hour and meditate. Okay, good point. Glad you brought that up. Sometimes, you don't have an hour to just sit and chill. But you know, you can do something small for five minutes. Stretch. Take a walk around the office. Get your eyes off your homework. Look out the window for a few minutes. Have something to drink. Just break away, just for a few minutes, sit quietly in the silence. We have so much noise pollution in our world that sometimes sitting in silence is so great to just unwind, especially if you're in a busy environment. People calling your name, Mom, Sam, I need this, bring that. You know, sometimes just a couple minutes of silence is all that it takes. So stresses add up, right? If you have one thing that stresses you out, And you deal with it day after day after day like my neighbor calling their dog at 6.30 every morning. Oh, fun. That's not stressful the first first few times, but three months in, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude, the hell, man. Also, on a day-to-day basis, small things can add up throughout the day, right? So now you have the neighbor's dog, and then you have to get up too early, your alarm wakes you up, makes you feel like you're having a heart attack. Oh, God, I'm awake. Okay, where am I? Okay, I'm here. All right, now i got to get in my car. I have to drive to work. It's traffic. This lady in front of me is going way too damn slow. Then you get to work and, ah, oh, that bitch Sheila, she's there again. I don't want to talk to her. Can I just get to my cubicle and be left the hell alone? You see where all these little things can add up? So by the time 10 o'clock hits, you've already had like 15 things stressing you out. And they're all little. But one is only one. One 100 times is 100. So you see how it can stack? Well, you can do that with good things too. So you can kind of unstack a little. So no, you might not have time to take an hour to go exercise or meditate or get your nails done at the salon or whatever it is that makes you feel happy, right? But you can do small things when you're busy. When you walk outside and it's a nice day, take a moment to feel the sun on your skin, feel the breeze in your hair, smell whatever nice smells going on. Take a moment to look and go, oh wow, what a beautiful sky. It takes right a couple of seconds but that's a couple of seconds that you're focusing on something good and when those couple of seconds here and there stack up that can really add up to something that makes you feel just a little bit better every day not only that but you know a lot of people seem to think that self-care is um, a very active thing like you have to really just do something And the truth is that self-care can be done passively. If you don't have time or energy to go out and do something actively, find something to do that makes you feel better, you can do things passively. For example, I took a lot of time decorating my house. It's not expensive. It's not, you know, Beyonce's house. There's no $8,000 vases or anything like that, but it's, it's beautiful. I took time to collect things, art mainly, that I think is beautiful. I decorated in colors that are calming. So not only do I feel better because I'm home, but then when I walk into my home without having to do anything but walk in the door, which is what I would normally have to do anyway, I look around and oh, it's nice. It looks pretty, it's clean. And I notice that every day, it's almost not even fully conscious sometimes. Sometimes it's not like, oh, this room is so beautiful. I feel great. It's not that kind of thought process. Sometimes it's an automatic emotion, just, oh. So the benefit that I get from that is not only do I get that, oh, when I get home, but then I get that, ah, oh, when I walk in the room. So it's it's stacking. The way you can stack the stresses up like a big old stack of pancakes, you can do that with self-care too. So like I said, if you don't have time to just go soak in the bath with a glass of wine and a book or to spend alone time with your partner while the kids are at a babysitter or at grandma's house or whatever it is, You can allow these little things to happen for you. Just take, all you have to do is take notice of them. You don't have to do anything but notice them. So it takes no extra time out of your day. For example, when I get home, I like to, depending on the weather, sometimes I wanna open the windows and, and things like that, but I live where it snows, and so I like to light candles in the winter. And the next thing you know, the house smells great. Just every time I walk in the room and I smell that, That's one more stack in feeling better. You know, my stack of little things that makes me happy and feel better gets bigger and bigger. When I take a shower, boring thing, a shower. We all do it. It's not really exciting, but I like to use products that bring me joy. In this case, they're ones that smell like cake and vanilla cookies, right? It just smells like you could almost eat it. Don't try that it's not delicious um so I'm, I'm standing there taking shower I'm not doing anything special I'm not taking any extra time out of my day but the fact that the whole shower in me smells delicious and the bathroom will smell this way for hours now so when I walk in later I'll notice that and feel happy again so these little tiny things can add up over time so like I said you don't have to do one big thing if you don't have time there's only 24 hours in a day right But you can do these little tiny things to help ease your day up. And then when you do have that moment to actually engage in deliberate self-care, that self-care where you say, you know what, I'm going to do this because it makes me feel better. I'm going to go play darts with my bestie as we, you know, gossip about the neighbors. Take that moment. But in between those big moments, you can use those little moments. For example, traffic. Oh, my gosh. I'm originally from L.A. I don't live there anymore. My idea of traffic now is there's like four people at the red light. Um, but when I went out to California a couple years ago, I was out visiting family, just, you know, going back and seeing where I grew up. Man, Jesus. There is six lanes of traffic in each direction, and they were all bumper to bumper. And as amazing as it is that that many people can cram into that small of a place, it you can tell like the way the people, the look on their face when you looked in other cars, nobody was happy. Nobody wanted to be there. People were regularly trying to cut each other off to get you know four car lengths ahead of where they were. And I get it. I've been that person before. But then I decided to reframe it. And in psychology, reframing is when you take the same situation and just decide you choose to look at it in a different way. So sitting there in traffic, would I rather be home? Yep. Would I rather be almost anywhere else? Probably. So I can sit here and be mad and flip off the car next to me and try to make make it so that I don't leave enough room for anyone to cut in front of me. All you're doing is you're adding stresses. So every time you block someone, every time you try to zoom in a lane, every time you get frustrated, that's like a hundred stresses. Boom, right there in that point. So instead, let's reframe things. You don't have time for self-care because you're busy. Cool, but you're in traffic. You can still use that for self-care. No matter how pissed off you get and how caring that you want to go on the next car, you ain't going nowhere, sister. So. Use that time to listen to an audiobook. Listen to that music that nobody ever wants you to play when they're in the car with you. And jam out. Don't be embarrassed. Who cares about those other people in the other cars? Use your hairbrush as a microphone. It don't matter. Have a good time. If you've had a really stressful day and you're fucking pissed, ugh, put some rock on, rock out, rock it out. You know, rock out the frustration and the anger till you feel better. Listen to some stand-up comedy. If you have like a satellite radio, laughing is one of the greatest ways to feel better. It's a great form of self-care. Make a phone call to somebody that you've been wondering about or that you miss. You know, do something, do something with your time that's productive and positive. If you've had a day like I have, I talk to a lot of people on the phone, a lot of people in person, then I do school, you know, I run the household There's people coming at me all day long. Blah, 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 blah. So for me, sometimes I just get in the car and I don't turn on the radio. I don't don't do nothing. I just let it be quiet and I just relax. And that's the kind of self-care I have. So that's a lot of fun too. Now, if you live alone, you don't have any kids, you don't have any roommates, you probably have an okay hold on self-care because you can do what you want when you want. You don't have other people to consider like, oh, I really want to watch this TV show, but the kids aren't into it or, you know, my partner isn't into it. So when you live by yourself, you probably have it a little bit easier. It's probably a little bit less difficult and complicated to engage in self-care. But remember, when you have a family or roommates or whatever, everyone needs self-care time. So while you want them to give you the space to just get reconnected with yourself and get balanced, you have to be willing to provide that for them as well. So sometimes that means letting them watch TV after a hard day. You know, when my boyfriend comes home and he's had a shitty day at work, his boss is, oh, wow, his boss is, um has a difficult personality. let's say it that way (laughs) he's a he's a big pushy guy and sometimes he just wants to throw his weight around towards certain people so when my boyfriend comes home and I know he's had a super crappy day I try to give him the space to engage in self-care he loves video games so I just give him the tv for the night and I find something else to do so remember that in taking for ourselves we have to remember that other people need to take for themselves, too. And we have to do it without putting guilt on other people. Oh, oh, you wanna, you wanna go out tonight for a couple hours with your friends? Well, I've been with the kids all day. I would like to go out. Well, there's nothing stopping you from planning an outing either, so let's not try to, you know, make other people feel guilty for needing time for themselves because you don't want people to do it to you. Also, it's not a tit-for-tat thing. Oh, well. I only took 30 minutes, he took 47 minutes, so uh, that's not fair. Don't do it that way. However much time you think you need, plan for that much time. If you have to, kid, it, it, you know, let's say you're a married couple and you have two kids, right? And your partner just doesn't want to babysit. You know what? Give them to grandma for a couple of days ask one of your friends with kids, you know, you can do that, do an exchange, like, hey, I'll watch your kids for you today, so you can go out in the afternoon, or you can go out with your partner on an adult date, or whatever, and then in return, you know, you'll do that for me, so we can take turns, ask grandma, pay for a babysitter, things like that, just because you have kids doesn't mean that you're stuck in parent life, and you don't get to be free adults, remember that, No matter what you're doing, whether you're caregiving for someone else or whatever, it's okay to take time for you. Because guess what? When the two parents or caregivers come back from their time away from the kids, you'll be in a better mood for the kids. You won't be so short. You'll have the energy to give them attention. Look, mom. Ah, uh, Johnny, Johnny found a bug instead of just being like, whatever, just don't put your mouth, get away from me. You'll actually be able to attend to what they're saying. And social psychology studies have shown that the more stressed you are, the less you want to help and the less that you can help others. So even if you don't feel okay doing it for yourself, then Do it for someone else. So it's like, oh, well, you know, I feel a little selfish just taking two hours to myself away from my kids. Then don't word it that way. Say, well, you know what? Maybe my kids would like a break from me. (laughs) See? Or say, you know, I'm feeling a little burnt out and I want to be there for the kids this week. So in order for me to be a better parent for them, Me and the other parent, we're going to go out for a couple hours and get a break. It's okay. Do it for yourself or do it for someone else. Just get it done. So I'm going to give you some homework. This is going to happen a lot on this podcast. And this homework is supposed to be fun, right? Because it's self-care. Let me tell you something about self-care. If self-care is a chore, if what you're doing is a chore, like, oh, I got to go out and garden for my self-care then it's not self-care self-care is supposed to be enjoyable me I hate gardening I had to do it for punishment I had to pull weeds for punishment as a kid I hate gardening there's you know the only part I like about gardening is paying someone else to do it so for me gardening would not be self-care so if you're feeling like hey this is this is ugh this is an obligation I got to do it then you're doing it wrong there's not a lot of ways to do self-care wrong but if you're feeling bad about it or negative then you're doing it wrong pick something else and self-care doesn't have to be something you go actively do remember we can do things passively you can just sit quietly on the porch and watch the people or the cars pass by you can take your dog for a walk play with the dog It doesn't have to be this big dramatic thing it doesn't have to cost money you can just take a stroll in the evening time that's it it doesn't have to be a big thing so your homework this week so from whenever you hear this for one week I want you to accrue one hour of self-care time for the whole week now that's not very much And I know some of you are busy and you just can't take an hour out in one chunk to do much of anything. And that's cool because you don't have to do it at one time. You can do two 30-minute chunks, four 15-minute chunks. You can break it up into six 10-minute pieces or even smaller if that's really all you got. And I'm going to encourage you to take as much time for self-care as possible. If you can get in more than one hour this week, then by all means, please do. But I want you to try at least one hour. And you're going to be guilt-free about it this week because you're doing this as homework. So, well, I have to do it. Samantha said we have to do it this week in order to recharge our batteries. I can be the excuse. I'll be your justification this week. No problem. Because I don't expect you to listen to this podcast one time and then just be free of guilt so you can do self-care. If you have, awesome, please tell me. That way I can delight in my own awesomeness. (laughs) But if not, start slow. Every time you go to do your self-care for homework this week, if you find yourself giving yourself a bad message, oh, I'll do it later. It's not that important. I have other things to do. Stop yourself. Change that thought. Change that thought right then and there and every time you have that kind of thought when you try to do your homework I want you to change it just give yourself a different message give yourself an excuse of why this is good for you say this is good for my health I'm recharging my batteries this will allow me to help other people do it for other people if you can't do it for yourself but just start somewhere The more that you do it, and the more that you become comfortable with it, and the more that you see the good results of self-care, the more you'll want to do it, and the less you'll feel bad about it. And then you'll start telling other people about it. When I learned what self-care was, I had never heard that term before. I was working on my bachelor's degree in psychology, and I heard it, and it was a legit thing. Like, oh, this isn't just an excuse to get away from someone well I need my me time (laughs) no it's a legitimate thing I started preaching it to everybody and it was amazing how when given permission and told how important it was people could overcome the guilt of not feeling productive or not giving to others all the time it goes away for some people it's quick for some people it takes a little longer but Do it for yourself or do it for those around you. It's going to benefit both. So every time you have a negative thought of why you can't or shouldn't do your homework, I want you to have a different thought, a positive one. Well, I'm doing this for my health. It'll take a few minutes and I'll feel better. And that's it. And after a while, you won't have to make any excuses for yourself anymore. So tell me about your homework this week. I'd love to hear what did you do? Did it help you? Did you feel guilty? Were you able to overcome it? You know, what's what's going on? How did it work for you? Give me some feedback. I'd love to hear from you. You can get me through Twitter at Random Acts Pod. Feel free to tweet at me or DM me. My website is randomactsofself.com. Feel free to email me there. It's podcast at randomactsofself. And get in touch with me. Let me hear how it worked. What'd you do? You know, where could you improve? Did you have any problems? Just, you know, kind of give me some feedback on it. Let me hear what's going on. As always, it is great to talk to you. I look forward to seeing you next time. Remember, one hour minimum of self-care this week. Do it however you want to, as long as it feels good. This has been Samantha with Random Acts of Self. I'll see you next time.